there, it's me, Akila, Little Muscle Musculars. Welcome back to my podcast. And today I'm gonna I'm gonna show you guys about how to make a terrarium. So it all actually started out when I was actually learning about jumping spiders. Yeah, it kind of made me odd because spiders and terrariums doesn't it doesn't even make sense. I mean, there's no connection to it. But I was actually very interested of keeping a jumping spider. So I searched out how to make a jumping spider enclosure, and I found lots of pretty terrariums and then pretty enclosures. And my mom said, "Hey, Akila, how about you try to make a, make a terrarium?" Then I tried to make it, and it was actually super easy, guys. Okay, so the thing that you need is actually probably something that you can find in your home, in your backyard, or front yard maybe. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, I'm just we're just gonna say it. garden or a yard. Or maybe you could just find it in any local craft store or gardener. Just you know, just remember to check your surroundings a lot more. Okay. So, and even maybe you can find them at the park, or maybe when you're going a trip to maybe somewhere near the mountains with a lot of mosses and plants, stuff like that. So yeah, let's get started. So the first thing that you need to make is a container. Obviously, I mean, how could you make a terrarium without the container? I mean, so you can use actually. Any terrarium or any container or your side note, this episode actually is for making a closed terrarium because uh, I I think it has a lot of benefits. First of all, it has its it's a lot more convenient and has a less you know um and it's not very messy. It doesn't you know, just like spill all over the place. Just like an an open ter- an open terrarium, and second, it has its own self watering system, which is so cool. So the thing is, when the water goes into the terrarium, it will uh, eventually evaporate, and it go and it's go to the condensation part, and then when those rain little tiny raindrops get heavy, it'll fall down just like rain. And the cycles continue, so I think it's a very great way to learn about the water cycle. So let's get started. So the, for the container, you can use actually anything. I mean, like not really, like no. I mean, not really, like literally everything. But I would recommend something that is pretty small. I mean, not too small, so your plants can fit. And has a nice tight. It has a nice lid, and maybe a little bit more taller. Not too tall. I have. I personally even have a terrarium that's a little bit uh, short. It's okay. Any sizes would do. Just make sure your plants will fit. And it has a nice jaw. It has a nice lid. You can open and close it so you can mist. And I would actually recommend, uh, 
if you're if it's made out of plastic. I mean, it's it's okay if you want to make to use uh, glass. I mean, I don't know if I mean I saw a lot of ter- real terrarium artists out there that use glass containers, which are so cute and beautiful. So yeah, actually can use little anything. Maybe a pickle jar. Or maybe a cookie jar, or maybe if uh, remember a few days ago it was Adolf Hitler and oh yeah and oh yeah and Eid Mubarak everybody I think I forgot I didn't I didn't make a podcast about Eid so I think it's my chance to say it now so Eid Mubarak everybody if you have and well at Eid you probably have a lot I mean what I mean a lot I mean like a lot of food jars lying lying around in your house. I saw lots. Actually, uh, alhamdulillah, there's a lot of our friends and family sent to them some nice foods and jars and little plastic containers and cute. And we eventually uh, finished everything all up. And I started thinking what to do with them, so I decided to make a good terrarium. It works so good. Okay, so after we're, I don't know, we're finished making the container. Now let's talk about making, about the substrate and the materials. First of all, before we went to substrate, let's talk about the false bottom or the drainage layer. So what's the false bottom? Well, no, in normal planting, you usually just use a pot that has already had a drainage hole, but it doesn't work that way in terrarium. So we need a drainage layer, which so we're gonna use tiny little. We need a lot, and what I mean a lot, just like a lot, or maybe just a few, maybe a little bit big. Oh big or small it's up to you uh you even can use a mixture of big and small stone just make sure first of all it's hard you can fit in your terrarium it's flat and well it ha- it's waterproof i mean it's not those kind of rocks which has lots of pores in it it's hard and it can it allows water to go into the gaps of the rock so that's why not to overfill it with rocks just maybe just a few remember to leave the gaps or else if you overfill it you won't have enough gaps to contain the water inside and there you go you can use a lot of water uh, ideally um uh, from the Terrarium artists that I found on YouTube, they recommend actually using gravel, which I uh, in my place I don't I not sure which one is actually gravel. So I just use some tiny stones, and actually it's very it's better if you wash them. If you don't, it's actually fine because you're gonna miss them anyway. Oh yeah. And then next you need to gonna make the bit so after you put all those rocks on so what will happen well when you water down if for example you kind of overwater it 
Maybe if you're like too excited to see those plants grow, maybe you can overwater it. Those extra water, those extra water will go steep from the substrate or the soil through those tiny rocks, and it will sit between the gaps of those rocks. And well, eventually, those those water that sit between those gaps of the rock will eventually evaporate. And the cycle and the water cycle continues. Okay, next we're gonna make the barrier. So we don't want to make uh we don't want the rocks to mix with the soil, right? I mean, I mean, I think it's better if you. I mean, if you don't get a barrier layer, well, it's basically saying that why did you put the rocks at the first place? Then I mean. Those soil will go seep instead of water. The soil will go seep through the rocks, the gaps, the gaps of the rock, and well, meaning water can still be trapped inside, which I learned, which I learned in my first terrarium. I I thought if there's the if no there's no barrier, it's okay, and it turns out won't be okay. My my uh my first doesn't really look better, look good, and well first and yeah and the second it doesn't look good. I mean of course you if you want to you want to make a terrarium you also you also obviously want to make it good too right? So you'll have a nice thing to look at, and without the without the barrier. The soil kind of mixed with the rocks, which won't be good. Oh yeah, and how to make this burial barrier thing? Well, to make the barrier, uh, ideally you should use a carbon mesh, or we could say window screen. Don't just please don't use metal, or else it'll rust. And if it rusts. Well, your the soil won't be unhealthy, and the plants will be unhealthy. The living things in there won't be unhealthy. Everything will be unhealthy, and you don't want that to happen. So, if you're an on a budget like me, or you don't find any window screen or or carbon window screen or carbon mesh lying around the house, you only have this. Plastic sheet lying around. Use that. Uh, I personally use a, a plastic wrap that, uh, and then you should poke some holes in it, and maybe not some, maybe lots of holes, but just, just don't make it like a very big hole. Just maybe tiny holes, but there's a lot, so water can go through the barrier, uh, which then the water will sit. The rocks and the cycle, the water cycle will be good. And, and then you just and remember the to for the size of the plus of the plastic of the plastic. If you're using plastic metal, even if you're using mesh or window screen, it's still it's still a good idea to make it a little bit bigger. Then, for instance, uh, like for instance, the length of my cherry here is 
is, for instance, maybe it was, maybe let's just say it's five centimeters long, okay? And so we're just gonna make it maybe a little bit bigger. I mean, I don't just need to measure a lot. Just make sure it's bigger than the length of your container, not the height, okay? The length of the container. So it'll fit nicely. Or maybe if you if you have a container that is that has a big length on the top but has a small length at the bottom, you just measure the top just flip it upside down and then trace it or chase it around, then cut it out, put and then put on top of your rocks or range layer, put on some soil, bam, you got it. So yeah, just make sure it's just like not it's a it's bigger than the length of your container. Okay, so after we talk about uh, so uh, now we're finished talking about the container, the radius layer, the barrier. Now it's time to talk about the substrate, aka soil. So let's talk about substrate. For the substrate, you should you should remember where you uh, it's ideally you could use a more tropical type of soil. If I mean there's a lot here in Indonesia because well we literally live somewhere tropical, which is great. And if you're finding plants. Uh, in front of your backyard or around or around your house or maybe the park probably somewhere outdoors if it's wild you have to remember the conditions there and what the soil is like and try your best to replicate it about how's the soil like that in there so i mean i'm not telling you that you should just like put your hands there in the soil just look at it how does it feel is it so moist or is it dry does it have a lot of sunlight or is it is, is it in a very dark shade or is it in light shade i don't know you know no better so it's so important to remember about the conditions of your of where your plants where do you find your plants and speaking about and well it's also pretty pretty good if and if you found some earthworms in it you're lucky you're very very lucky because our purpose of making this terrarium is that after making your bed look more pretty is making your own ecosystem at home and if you have a worm in it it'll be great so you can study in it i recently just found a, a tiny earthworm in my newest terrarium but it's an opened um just trying about making an opened terrarium i found a tiny earth i found a pretty sick okay maybe i'm gonna say it's two csc two c's it's a very sick worm it's very 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 sick earthworm and and well if you found one you'll be very lucky but It'll give you if you it'll give your soil a lot of nutrition from all of the poop that they excrete, and all of those 
uh, excretion that they excrete. Uh, plants are gonna use it as their food, so they'll grow healthier. And in result, you're gonna make your plants a lot more happier, which means you're gonna be happier too. Oh yeah. After we, oh yeah. Now after we talk about soil, let's talk about plants. Oh, if you hear some raining noises at the back, yes, it's raining now. Um, yeah. I hope you can still hear my voice now. Yeah, you can. Okay, uh, let's talk about plants. You can find plants literally anywhere. You can even find it just in front of your own house. I found, I found lots of mine in the, at a sidewalk, you know? I even found a lot of them just sitting around on my, on, well, I'm sitting around on sidewalks, in front of my house, in my yard, even wild ones. And always remember what type of plants that you bring. You don't want to bring uh, tree seedlings, right? Or else it'll grow, it'll shoot up into a giant tree, which will make it unhealthy if they grow lots of giant roots which won't be it unless it fits on the yeah, okay or ferns they could grow a lot it's they could grow a lot big so the type of plants that i would really recommend is grass and wheat i found some i found lots of grasses and weeds that are all in different shapes and sizes and usually and in my place i saw lots of grass and leaves that are interest has interesting leaf shapes i even found one that i even found my type of plant that is i don't know it's a clover i guess yeah yeah it's not a four leaf clover it's a three leaf clover and i think it's called iron weeder I think it's the other one. I even if you found wheat with flowers, you can bring that. It's okay. I even bring one, and it looks pretty fine. You know, even grass and wheat could look beautiful in a terrarium. And well, and remember, just like as I said, remember the conditions there, so you know how how did your plant. How will your plants grow the best? You're like, is it? Do they want to live in the shady place? And remember the condition of your of where you're gonna put your terrarium in. If you want to put it in a in a place with lots of light or sunlight, you could pick plants that love sunlight or any type of light. If you want, if you want to place it in somewhere dark, shade or shady, you could pick a lot. You can pick some plants that like places that are shady and dark. And speaking of plants, let's talk about the best plant. Well, it is a plant, but not officially. I mean, not like another like the common plant that we see. Guess what is it? Okay, I'm gonna give you a sec. If you know a lot of, if you watch terrarium vids on YouTube, probably gonna know this plant. Yes, moss. 
And actually, it's fine if you want to bring Lycan, but I didn't try that yet. But Moss. 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 So, I'll just satisfied to say it. Moss. <laughs> so, what's Moss? It's actually a type of plant. But this one is, but this plant is so interesting. Why? Because it doesn't make seed. Instead, it releases spores. And the spores is basically just a super duper little, little, teeny weeny little bitty little seeds of mosses which will grow back. They're just like fungi. It's it's basically it's look if i want to say is they're just like you take a you take a plant take a fungi mash it up together and boom you get a moss and maybe shrink it down then you get a moss but i think it sounds more like a lichen ah uh, yeah i uh, maybe this is gonna be a future episode about that yay that's a lichen gotta learn about that because yeah, and also moss has, and uh, moss are home to very interesting animals, not just animals that you can see with your naked eye, but also micro animals. And guess what are my favorite, and guess what animal that lives in moss? Yep, you guessed it, tardigrades, aka cute, aka water bears, or I could say cute chubby gummy bears are my mom said creepy little caterpillars hey they are creepy they're cute yeah they're actually my there are also extreme files which they can live in very super duper 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 extreme places they can even live in vacuum which is super cool and survive if they get dehydrated they can they can still survive with with the technique that they use and they're so interesting. And they usually make their homes in mosses that you can find on trees. And why do why do they call them water bears? I don't know, maybe because of their because of their well surviving without water kind of thing, or that because of they live in a moss that has lots of water or like places with they or they or like damp things. Maybe that maybe that's why they got the name. But some people also call them moss piglets. Which actually I kinda of prefer to call them Why don't we call them Moss Gummy Bears? Okay, enough with the tardigrade thing. <clears throat> so where was started? Oh yeah. Moss. To take care of the moss, I think it's better if I would recommend use the for the water. I would recommend dechlorinated water, or there's a lot of dechlorinated water that you can choose. Um, you can use even water. You can even use rain water, which is very good. I and I and my home actually uses a pond water, which Alhamdulillah, I have a pond in front of my house, which I use to get some water inside there. Or else if I use tap water, which has actually has a lot of chemicals like chlorine, chloramines, I read it somewhere in the internet that, so I kind of let, uh, so I can let it, let the water evaporate a little bit, 
So the chlorine, so eventually the chlorine and the chloramines will go up, or you could boil it. That's kind of better way to do it. But I recommend just use you no know, rainwater and well, pond water. Collected rainwater. You can probably just get a empty water bottle, snuggling it protecting it from any dirt that could bury it down checked for the other day if it has lots of water you can use it to water plants that's a nice solution actually okay so we've already talked about about the drainage layer we've talked about the uh the containers we already talked about the barriers we already talked about substrate we talked about plants and the moss and the water now it's time to talk about decoration and you can decorate your your terrarium with everything and what i mean everything i mean everything i mean i mean what i mean not really literally everything i mean if you get what i mean okay uh, I actually found lots. You can I actually found lots of nice stones which has a unique uh, color or shape to it. Or maybe you could go out and find some tiny sticks. But if you're gonna use it for an enclosure, better to boil it. That's gonna be mites, which can be a threat to your uh, pets. I like a jumping spider. And if you want to be extra, 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 extra fancy, you can make your own fairy garden with it. I saw a lot of tutorials about making your, your about your making your own fairy garden house, which is super cool. If you've got to check it out, just go and check out YouTube and search DIY fairy garden house, and boom, you gotta get it. Or you can. If you want a little bit more crafty, just well, find a way about making your own fairy garden. Or if you don't like the idea of making a fairy garden, well, try using some sand. And for plant suggestions, if you don't want to use, uh, if you don't want to use your hands, and if you don't want to put your hands in dirt, that's fine. You can just you can go to your local gardener and find some tiny little itty bitty plant that can fit to your terrarium. I saw a lot of people making cactus terrarium, which I personally find so cute. Or maybe you can even make a Japanese type garden. I forgot the Japanese name, but I, it's literally name na- means dry garden. What is what's it is? So it's this. Oh, basically just put some sand on it and then you can put some rocks on it and then you kind of draw the lines on the sand so it looks like that there are water and you're gonna make those ripples around the rocks or stones or wood or anything inside the sand and tada you're gonna make your own mini uh, dry garden or if you're extra 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 fancy 
You can use even you can even use resin, but just remember, uh, not a very toxic one, or else can have or animals inside it. Yeah, and yeah, maybe you could add some, put maybe you can make a tiny little resin pond there. It'll, it'll look pretty good. I saw Serpa Designs do that, so maybe just check him out. Remember, check Serpa Designs, and it's not Serpa, okay? Serpa Designs. He's a cool. Uh, it's a cool terrarium artist. I usually watch some of his videos, and it's interesting. You should. Also watch this video about propagating moss, so he'll give you more tips about how to take care of moss, which are very great. And I guess that's it. And guys, thank you for listening, and don't forget to... And don't forget to visit my blog, my YouTube channel, and subscribe to that YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is Happy Music Mom Schoolers, remember that? And click the subscribe button and the notifications already. And follow my blog. It would be very nice if, if y'all do that. And maybe see you guys later. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.